So, you know what? Fuck it. Let's, let's just wrestle this paper a bit more and uh, let's dive in. This is the unedited content you guys wanted, guys. You're going to hear this. You're going to hear... You just want to take that chip. I did, but I also enjoy the fact that I don't have to edit that out. Great. <laughs> okay. Nicole asks, what are some of your favorite movies outside the horror genre? Oh, now you're just looking at me expectantly. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, so a couple of mine that I always go to... Stop looking at my paper. Um are True Romance. I love that movie. Yeah, I love that movie too. Yeah, it's great. Um, and I love it because it's kind of the perfect combination of a lot of different things. Like it's funny, it's violent, it's a gangster movie, it's a cop movie, it's a drug movie. Um, and it's it's it shouldn't work, but it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it works because it was before Quentin Tarantino became Quentin Tarantino. Um, and he was probably a little bit more disciplined in his writing and had a director, um, RIP Tony Scott. Uh, but I actually think Tony Scott is a really good director. Um, he's did a bit more kind of popcorn actiony kind of flicks, but he has a great sense of storytelling and scope and, character actually and i think that's why so many of his films have created iconic characters but uh true romance is kind of the strangest and i love the hans zimmer score i mean it's not not genre i'd call that horror jason would you it's so violent yeah but that's not horror i don't know i feel like a lot of my friends kind of t- it comes up a lot within horror circles. right yeah. okay um and i you know what that fucking scene between um is it Dennis Hopper and uh, Christopher Walken? I can't hear that song and not think of that scene. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And that entire soundtrack, that film. It's incredible. Is like, yeah, it is incredible. Um, the costuming is amazing. Yeah. And uh, and I, I showed that film to um, one of my oldest and, and dearest friends, Alice. And uh, the first couple of scenes, she was like, I don't know. And we were in high school. And she was like, I don't know. What is this? I don't like it. And then by like half an hour in she was totally sold on it yeah yeah so now whenever one of us is having a bad day or we haven't talked in you know a week or so she'll text me or i'll text her you're so cool (laughs) and that's our little like check-in thing um um, another film I really love is The Red Shoes. Yes, um, you mentioned that. Yeah. You mentioned that in our uh, Peeping Tom. Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that goes way back to my childhood. It's one of the few pieces of physical media I own. It's on. I have the Criterion edition, and it's wonderful. Oh, and it's heartbreaking. And it's beautiful. And I fucking love it. I'll lend you. I'll lend you the. You can play DVDs, right? <laughs> no, I feel like all your shit here is so high tech. Yeah. DVDs um, are, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, next time I see you, I'll bring the DVD. Because, um, yeah, I, I, I'd be really curious to hear what you think about cool. it. Um, uh, another film I really love, I think I've talked about this on here before, uh, with Nail and I, um, British comedy from the 80s that's set in the 60s. Um, and it's very funny and, uh, very dry and also kind of dark and pretty sad. Speaking of dark comedies, another film I love is Heather's. Mm. Um, and then I, I was kind of, ooh, oh, Dick. you can't edit that out now. <laughs> Andrea is too popular. Uh, and then I just also put on here, I was kind of doing this at work and I was, um, putting together two films, which I often go back to. Um, and I'm always pleasantly surprised by how much I still love them. Two films, very similar in name, couldn't be more different. Which ones? Clue and Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I love them. They're funny. They're charming. Um, Clue is amazing. Clue is fucking fantastic. You know, there's a live, like, dinner theater performance of Clue in Salem when we're there. I know. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm into it. I just don't know if we're going to make it fit. Right. Um, and then I th- thought I'd throw in uh, two films I've seen recently um, that I thought were really good. Uh, one I just saw is Ad Astra. Uh, oh. Which is the new James Gray film. I can't believe you liked that. I mean... I, I haven't seen it, so I'm sorry. I'm just going by my biases with the cast and the uh, egregious advertising. So I hadn't seen a lot of the advertising. I, I'd heard it was kind of in post-production hell. And um, then I just saw these incredible reviews, and I was so curious about it. So I went to see it last weekend, and um, I thought it was just a really beautiful meditation on humanity. And, um, it's kind of, again, we're recording this right before we go to Salem. So it, I'm also in the headspace of working on, um, my notes and, and theories and everything else about under the skin Mm -hmm. and Ad Astra feels like the kind of opposite, like the 180 to under the skin. Oh, interesting. Kind of, there's this almost tragic hope. Okay. In it. Um, God, just like that, you sold me. Now I want to oh, see shit. it. Uh, and I want to see a Brad Pitt movie. You want to see a Brad Pitt movie? Um, he's and he is um, to me one of the few actors who can really hold a screen mm. um, without doing very much, and his character is very stoic. Like it's a very kind of withdrawn performance intentionally, uh, and I thought he was great. And I think it's a really tricky one. Okay. So uh, check it out. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, if you have seen it, another one was one that you and I went to see what? at TIFF. Oh, okay. Bad Education. Yes. Um, and that, I think, just got bought by HBO. So I guess it's coming to a streaming service near HBO. you. HBO. Yeah. Which is sad because I actually think it's a really wonderful film. Um, really dark. And um, if you like the the movie Election um, with Matthew Broderick and Weiss Witherspoon, this is kind of... Um, not that dissimilar, and uh, I thought it was really good, really interesting, and Hugh Jackman was fucking incredible. He was fucking incredible. Yeah, I've always very, really very liked him, yeah, but this yeah. was just a different way to see him, and uh-huh. I, it was really fun to see it with you. Everyone, was, the whole cast. That yeah. Was, uh, yeah, because yeah. we've only, I think, only ever really gone to see horror movies together, so it was nice to kind of go see a black comedy about the uh, corruption of administration. It was. Yeah. Packed. Yeah. Packed house. Yeah. Uh, so for my list for this, I know I've talked about Barbarella before. Barbarella, Barbarella, Barbarella. I got to see that. It is my, I don't know where my DVD went. I lent it to somebody. And if you are listening to this, <laughs> give that the fuck back. It wasn't easily found. Um, I would love a criterion. I would love a more comprehensive release with all the bells and whistles, but I do have a version out there. It is a magical film. It, um, it's not perfect, but its imperfections are so charming and endearing. I just love it to bits. How old were you when you first saw it? Oh, my God. 15, 16. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. super impressionable, super... This is weird, and I like it because it's weird, but this is also igniting my mind in a way that I didn't know films could mm. do that. And it's it's seminal to my interest in film and my passion for culture and film and... I almost didn't want to bring it up because I feel like I'm banging this drum all the goddamn time. So on another tangent, Jesus Christ Superstar is one of my top three films of all time. This is Norman Jewison directed this, and he directed this. Canada. This, yeah, this, uh, this Andrew Lloyd Webber rock opera on location in Jerusalem. And the 
energy and the passion in this particular rendition, like I do not give a shit for any Broadway performance of this particular play because I'm all about the movie. Yeah. I'm all about the movie cast, the costumes, the sets, the everything. I'm obsessed with it. It's amazing. Also in a rock opera state of mind is Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, 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 love that film. I returned to it recently. I think it popped up on a streaming service of some sort. And if you haven't seen it, I feel like we've talked about our love for, um, what's his nuts? Who's in it? Liverpoolian actor. Super hot, super alcoholic. That's like every line. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in the Devils? Oh, Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed in fine, fine form. Right. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, anything JCVD mm. in the eighties and nineties. I enjoy his action movies, and he has a comedy series out now. I can't remember if it's Netflix or Amazon Prime, but it's called Jean-Claude Van Johnson. And it's a very like meta look at him and his career. And if you saw the movie JCVD from a couple of years ago, you know that he's like, he's ready to poke fun at himself. He's ready to lay himself bare and be like, yes, I'm a martial artist, but I'm also complete bullshit. You know, and so this series I thought was hilarious in how it played with the tropes, tropes that are unique, not only to 80s action movies, but to him in particular. Mm. I have some problems with the show. I have some problems with his feminine love interest being way, way, way too young. Mm. But if you can get past that, it was a very enjoyable show to watch. Cool. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this little snippet of our first ever Ask the Fact Q&A episode. There's lots and lots more, but uh, you've got to be a patron to have access to that. I know, we're the worst. But the good news is you can become a patron for as little as $2 a month, and we've provided a link in the show notes for this little snippet of the episode. So, uh, so join us. We're having a lot of fun in there, and uh, talk to you soon.